I attended a workshop at Vibe Camp by Elena, who goes by Relic Radiation on Twitter, and my past guest, Booty, who goes by Embryosophy on Twitter. If you've never met Booty, she has playful, short, platinum blonde hair and loving eyes and a knowing elegance in her speech. They were both about the same height and could stand on a table above everyone without being bothered by the ceiling rafters. Elena moved like a dancer, exuding strength. Booty spoke with love, as if her greatest desire was to wrap her arms around the entire world. At the beginning of the workshop, we were asked to pair off, and uh, as most of the room had already paired up with people they knew, I saw a fellow that looked a little bit like me, who I learned goes by the uh, at Octopus Yarn on Twitter, and uh, we just non-verbally agreed to be partners, and we ended up sitting next to each other. Elena explained that the person with the longer hair, which happened to be me, would be working on their partner first. And so Octopus laid down with his legs bent, and we were instructed to put one hand on our partner's stomach as they were laying down, and the other hand on their leg. And um, through instruction, we were able to feel uh, the areas of the leg and the stomach and the differences between the two. For instance, you, you have a certain firmness of the leg and, and kind of this impression that there is there's a bone underneath it, even though you're not directly touching the bone or feeling its resistance compared to the stomach, which is a little bit looser and, and has more give. And then we did this exercise where we would... Uh, move the skin of the leg with different pressures and at different locations in order to feel nuances in movement in the stomach. And this was pointing toward the fascia, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, that we have in our bodies, but a lot of people uh, seem to ignore in their awareness. Of course, we switched places, and so octopus was kind of moving my skin in my leg and on my stomach in order to feel different parts of me. As you go through this process, in some ways you end up feeling objectified, that you know you, you are separating the parts of your body and the parts of yourself in your mind, and you know that you are an instrument for the other person to learn about your body and, of course, about, about their own body. And you're, you're also sort of separating uh, the way you see your body from, from yourself in, in almost an anatomical doctor's perspective. And yet, through this method, you're also able to engage more deeply with your body in the same way that uh, Dr. Feynman explained to somebody that he found flowers even more beautiful with better understanding of the science behind the flowers than if he had no knowledge of it at all. So there is no enemy between, between knowledge and connection. And having this deep meditative process 
with with love and care with a stranger i had never met octopus before right and here we are two men touching each other's bodies and try, and and exploring and learning something a little bit more about each other in a room full of people quietly experiencing the same thing feeling interconnected and in a group and perhaps slightly self-conscious but also more present than usual there are a lot of tensions that come into play in your heart and in your mind that you work to smooth out over what was for me enough time booty spoke at length about how we can perceive our bodies and it reminded me a little bit of when i interviewed her and she was talking about the experience of sonder about how you might be on a, a subway or a train and be suddenly aware of all of the minds and consciousnesses that you don't really have direct access to but you can be aware somehow of those consciousnesses and yet you can extend that instead of toward the consciousnesses of other people but to the consciousness of your own body of the cells in your body of this mystery of what they might be experiencing separate from your knowing consciousness and so as you can imagine there were a lot of things at play throughout this workshop a lot of things to consider and chew on and feel and we had to switch partners and i ended up asking that partner what they had felt about the workshop and she just said i'm a little bored which <laughs> was totally shocked me because i i was just completely entrenched in in this this deeper experience and yet there were so many people so many different experiences it it didn't shock me that sitting here in the quiet you know simply touching our bodies that for some people that wouldn't be that fascinating this is your host nick also known as critter and today i am going to be talking about vibe camp i traveled to maryland early thursday morning and i just returned from vibe camp late last night and i would like to start off by comparing the my experience that i had at booty and elena's workshop with that that girl's experience who who didn't have as deep of a connection as i did and that is to say that vibe camp was not one experience uh if i learned anything it was that there was way more variety in our corner of twitter than i had ever imagined and the the personality differences between the bay area yuppie tech people versus the outdoorsy midwesterners people that brought whole pigs and whole lambs to put on a spit and to put over a fire shirtless wearing nothing but a hat and a bathing suit some people were very autistic and had moments that required intense emotional regulation that may come out of some type of of sound or um you know pounding the ground or something like that and then you also had Robin Hansen and Ella who had this magnetism about them and and a loving kindness toward the community 
You had the yoga practitioners and the rationalistic debaters. You had theater kids and people walking around on ketamine or smoking weed or refusing a drink because they don't drink. Vibe Camp was full of hardworking team members. It was full of 20-something-year-old rich kids from New York City. And we had the unemployed. We had full families at this event where kids could run around and could go to events. And there was always a disclaimer about whether children should or should not be there because there were no limitations really, on what anybody could do. It was really up to you to consent to participate in that workshop. There were groups where people were kickboxing and fist fighting for fun. You had people in suits, sumo wrestling. And you also had areas where people could quietly sit near a pond or in some sanctuary to get away when they might be overstimulated. At Vibe Camp on the first day, people dotted the hilly landscape like Pokemon might, somewhat distant from each other, sometimes in small groups. And day by day, those groups got larger and they were less dotted. And by the final day, I could feel a tug on my heart as I saw one large group waiting for the buses. I spent the final time at Vibe Camp with... Taco Bell, and we also hung out with Christine and Crispy Wicks at the Staff White House, and I could feel this longing developing in my chest. And so I finally had to say goodbye. I had to leave before I started getting too emotional, you know, and then and then everybody else starts getting emotional, and you ruin the whole vibe. Uh, so I, I successfully left without crying, but I have to admit that that speaking about my experience, uh, it definitely brings up a lot of emotion for me. <clears throat> so I, uh, I left home early Thursday morning, and uh, after all of my travels, I ended up at Vibe Camp around uh, 5 p.m., and I only just got back late last night. So I'm still processing everything that was going on. And I know other people are saying that, you know, they're going to take many days or even weeks to process everything that happened at Vibe Camp. Um, but one of the reasons that, that I want to uh, speed run my processing is so that maybe listening to this, other people that attended or did not attend could come to better terms about what the experience there was like. If Vibe Camp had only been many hundreds of people coming together and spending time together near trees, in nature, by the pool, and in the cafeteria, talking and having fun, I think that would have been more than enough but the loving and compassionate people that we have in this community created experiences that were so much more than that. Michael Kersey once said, trying to make film and video projects 
humbled the shit out of me. It is so hard to make things. Now even bad movies and plays and so on are crazy impressive from the simple fact that they exist and I've heard of them. The critical lens of the consumer totally misses this aspect. And I, regarding Vibe Camp, have to say that the production quality of so many things was so much higher than I would have ever expected that it broke my heart to think about the loving care that the people that produce these things put into developing something beautiful for you and me to consume. And so, I know there are some people that say negative things about Vibe Camp, and not 100% of my experiences were positive. But to see the love and affection of so many courageous people is absolutely unforgettable and worth the price of admission. Shmoji tweeted that everyone at Vibe Camp had main character energy. And of course, this isn't entirely true, but I am amazed to the degree that it is true. And I think I recognized fairly early on that it actually requires a lot of chutzpah and energy and courage to take a leap to probably fly or drive a long time to Maryland to stay in a cabin you've never stayed in before, on a campgrounds you've never been to, with people most of whom you've never met. And I know that the people that I met at Vibe Camp had self-selected to be some of the strongest and coolest people among us. The fact is that the downers and the pessimists and the haters largely stayed home. And that is one of the awesome reasons that something as beautiful and giving and loving as Vibe Camp, as this, as this oasis for the loving, creative individual was able to exist at all. One of the first events that was an absolute stroke of genius was polling by Ayla. And what she did was she had about 200 people in, in a group and there were a bunch of benches and everybody sitting down. And she had the whole group line up in this kind of U shape and you would place yourself in the line depending how you would answer her questions. So the far right might be agree and the far left might be disagree and then you might have some area in the middle. And she did some spicy stuff like how many sexual partners you had compared to the average or how um, well endowed you were compared to the average and a bunch of uh, funny, strange things like whether you were more dominant or submissive. And not every single question was about sex. Those just happened to be the ones that I remember. But there might have been, you know, 40 questions in all. And I just remember running around and you're standing there and you've got a good, you know, minute to talk to the people around you before 
you go on and re, you know readjust your location and and shake some more hands and this was the smartest icebreaker you could have because you were able to discuss the questions themselves with the people around you so there was never any awkwardness you could be surrounded by people you've never met before and you all had something central to talk about for one minute before moving on and every so often i would be uh next to fool jeff and maybe gray who i already knew i loved but in this in this circumstance where we're running around and just chatting I got to the point where I was laughing so hard that my abs started to hurt. And this was only the first event on the first day. Um, and that, that really set the tone for me. So I, I'm extremely grateful to Ella and whoever else may have put this together because it was the perfect grounding point, or rather the, the perfect launching point for the rest of an incredibly social and intimate series of experiences that together made vibe camp <clears throat> i'm going to be talking a lot about specific experiences that i had at vibe camp but there were a lot of experiences that would go beyond mention um, because they seem almost mundane but they happened with such frequency and importance um, that they were kind of the 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 connective tissue of uh, of of the experience, and and those experiences were like um, you know mentioning who you are and seeing your friends' eyes light up as they recognize that they're encountering a mutual and that you have this relationship already and that that you can just drop into having jokes with one another it, it felt like um you know i i had already interviewed goblinods and spoken to goblinods and knew her a little bit but encountering her it just it just felt like i was meeting an old friend and talking with a beast who goes by blunder busted and just joking around and having such this fraternity and, and brotherhood um, an instant friendship, um, and having that occur out of nowhere, spontaneously. I know the format was not for everyone, and, and some people wanted perhaps something more systematized and maybe less chaotic, but I, I do have to say that for me, this, this format was ideal, um, because I, I love interacting with new people and I can be very sensitive to whether I am having a good time. And so whereas perhaps somebody else would find themselves having a bad time and then essentially stay there. I, as soon as things weren't excellent, I, I just did an Irish goodbye. I would, I would just get up and leave or be like, hey, I'm going to grab some water, something like that. Um, and there were so many people and so many groups that... I could find a group of people whom I've, I've talked to earlier and see what they were doing and see what they were thinking. Or I could break into a new group that seemed interesting and be like, hey, you know, I don't think we've met before. I'm Critter. Nice to meet you. Who are you? Um, and just that 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 freedom that there were there was no kind of social uh, expectation that 
you know, anybody owed anyone, anyone else's attention. And as a social nomad slash butterfly, I love to be able to connect with a huge number of people. One of my, um, early on day one, somebody asked me what I wanted to get out of Vibe Camp or, or what I was looking forward to. And my response was that I was looking forward to uh, meeting people and having good conversations and, and just hanging out and chilling and having a good time. And um, I 100% achieved that. And uh, I broke into so many groups and introduced myself to so many people. Um, I was, I, I, the way I put it was I was just doing laps. I was walking around the entire campgrounds, uh, saying hello, seeing what people were up to. And for me, that was extremely fruitful um, because anytime I found myself in an excellent, stellar situation, I would just stay there. And so my experiences on average were like never worse than an A minus, except for some, some very rare situations. But I definitely wanted to mention, you know, just sitting by the pool with Allie and uh, her boyfriend, Michael Kersey, talking about the future, hanging around with uh, Lysander and and Shaggy and directing people away so they didn't all consume Lysander's cigarettes. So many of these quiet, fun moments uh, impressed upon me the need, the desperate need to cater to people that make you feel seen and heard ten times more than you cater to the people that don't. That exercising this sensitivity to who you love and who loves you, um, people that are willing to look you in the eye and, and hear you and accept you over the people that don't, and learning how to direct your life and your energy to the people that help you feel loved is beyond crucial. At one point, I was talking to Goblin at a table where uh, not that many people were eating. And we were there with a, with a few other people. And I believe within like 20 minutes, the group had grown to like 40 people just spontaneously. Everybody intermixing, you know, playing musical chairs as everybody's talking to everybody else, laughing, pounding the table, and then dispersing to have fun elsewhere. I was with Inju and Sean, and they were putting on these large yellow sumo suits, and they fought, and of course Inju just put up a hell of a fight, but of course Sean ended up pancaking her, and before we knew it, we were just walking around, and Sean and Inju just start climbing this, like, I don't know, flagpole that goes like 20 feet up in the air. And then everybody else is jumping in and doing it if they, if they can do it. But of course, it's kind of hard to climb a pole. And Christine is up there at the top with this huge smile and this sense of victory as everybody applauds. And so there was this balance between these intentional workshops and these spontaneous gatherings of, you know, 40 or 50 people just standing around seeing somebody do some physical feat of excellence or a boxing match 
or some music played on a single instrument. Of course, not every interaction was excellent. I came back from a beer run to see my friends, Prince Vogel and Michael Kersey and Allie with their bags leaving. And that genuinely broke my heart that they had to leave early. Um, there were a couple instances where people confronted me about blocking or unfollowing them. Uh, and I, I just tried to answer honestly to the degree that I knew. But of course, I often didn't know uh, why I, I might have done that. Uh, I do recognize that, you know, we, we've we all been through that and it, it does hurt and it has been uncomfortable. But of course, none of us want to have those conversations in person. Uh, there was an instance at the um there was a kissing booth and there there was one that was a wholesome kissing booth by the pool and then as a joke besides it there was a naughty kissing booth in the same way that uh one person had one dollar life coach advice and then as a as a riff on that somebody else set up a table like right next to it that was ten dollar life coach advice (laughs) which i and he, he stayed at it doing this life coaching for hours i was like this this is really this is really a, a pretty hardcore parody you're doing here. Um, but right, so there there were these uh, these kissing booths. And I just saw, thought it was so funny to have like a wholesome kissing booth and a naughty kissing booth. And so I pulled my phone out. And um, at Vibe Camp, we had consensual uh, picture taking. So I asked if I could take their picture. And uh, two of the people there, there were four people. And two of the people were like, oh, no, 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 no. So I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So they, they walked out of the out of the frame and then I again asked hey can I ask both take both of your pictures and they said yes and so so I was able to take a picture of the kissing booth um a few days later one of those people uh came up to me and just communicated to me that uh that that had made them uncomfortable and um I apologized and there was uh, one of my mutuals was present for this conversation, which uh, I was happy about because it probably kind of lowered the heat on the the circumstance um, more more than it could have been. Um, but uh, that person asked to go through my phone and go through through my pictures to see if I had in fact taken a picture, um, and I, I agreed to let them see the photos in my phone. And as as they're scrolling through them, I'm kind of thinking in my mind like. If, if there was anything sensitive in there, because I didn't even check to see uh, if if uh, if there was anything questionable, and I, I just laughed, saying, you know, hey, don't go back too far, because who knows what anybody's going to find. Um, and so uh, they gave me the phone back and uh, and said thank you for having you know not taken any any pictures, and uh, we we talked about a few other things. But, of course, this was not the highlight of my Vibe Camp experience. But it did communicate something important to me, which is the need for for people to um, set these boundaries. And, you know, it it actually it does require some some courage to recognize in yourself that you have this deep discomfort about what to me was this this very tiny situation we had been asking con- like for consent to take pictures throughout the whole time but obviously that this one instance did make them uncomfortable um and i had i had barely re- remembered it at the time but of course they they uh they had the courage to come up to me and uh, ask me for my help to 
to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. And I was I was happy to do that for them, and I'm I'm glad the the outcome was a good outcome. Um, but of course, it was it was a little bit uncomfortable. But that's the price, like the price of coming together with a variety of people who may not get along. Some will be more sensitive. Someone will be less sensitive. Some will say things that will be miscommunicated, right? But we need to have a way to sit down and to talk through any of our differences. And maybe we can somehow get to a point where we're on the same page. And I like to think that's where we ended up. One night, I was hanging out with Kipley. And she said she was headed to this special event and that I could come if she wanted. And I said yes, and she handed me this this triangular badge with the Omega sign on it. And so I follow her, and I am definitely a little bit drunk. And I realize uh, that something serious is happening, first of all, because there's there's a delay, which usually means that there's a lot of setup going on. Um, and I could also tell that there were a lot of people that seemed to be part of this. My first guess was that this was just, just kind of some kind of, a like vaudeville or some type of acting, some type of show upon everything beginning. Uh, they, they set the setting so well. And this was created by the the classics department. And I can remember uh, Duncan was there acting and Sophia was there acting. And um, but they they set this um, not quite solemn, but this the spiritual in interesting and, and touching um, scenario where you, they had all of these assistants uh, to answer questions, to help people um to get people integrated in the the mindset that is required in order to uh, play in the way that everybody was going to play. And I don't want to spoil the entire thing, but um, but there was like some some like chanting and some eye gazing and uh, you know massaging people's hands and things where like they would tell you to do something like like jump or run in a certain direction or something like that while everybody's singing. And th- there was just this, this wonderful um, state of presence and straight of state of communion between everybody involved. And it was done with, with such mastery that they were, they were touching on, on problems and issues that I guarantee some people might find, um, traumatic as it as it concerns um, connection um, but they did it with such nuance and intelligence um, that I believe that almost everybody that attended came away with some self-knowledge and, and some some deep experience at one point at Omega we were we were sitting uh, in groups of three and uh, requested to communicate to the the other two people um how we read them romantically not like from from our like desire or something but something about their life something about them something that we could read through their eyes about them and what they might want and what they might need or or something like that and uh i told 
I remember telling someone that she looked like she knew she deserved true love and she refused to accept anything less. And the way she lit up just it made the, the whole experience um, not, not only deep in a meditative way, but also it, it felt important in touching somebody's heart and making them feel seen or heard. On the final night, we made our way to a uh, dating show, which I believe everybody that I had talked to thought it was it was going to literally be a dating show, um, and it quickly became something else. That the uh, the classics department that I, I had mentioned earlier created something that was what I would describe as um, a musical that incorporated Charlie Kaufman and uh, Lynchian themes that the first of all the, the lyrics were amazing and fun the performances were hilarious at one point Ken didn't realize that this was a fictional show and he rushed the stage thinking that he could actually be one of the contestants. And the entire crowd started rooting for him as the bouncers and the producers kicked him off the stage because this is all just theater. And all I can tell you is that that after having these nights of um, you know presence and, and meditation, I was able to laugh so deeply and authentically at every punchline um, that I, that I felt just absolutely engaged and entertained, and the show was so surprisingly dark. Like it it touched on suicide themes and sex and. People were cutting off their hair. Um, and at one point, uh, Fool Jeff is playing a love robot and he's beaten to death. And it, it was just, it was so dark, but also so absolutely hilarious. And in, in the final act, Ella is, is doing this like mimicry performance where she is trying to like remove her masks and so she'll be sad at some point and then remove a mask and um, she she would be um, angry at some point and she would remove her mask and then she got to a point where she was happy and she went to remove the mask and she's smiling and and she can't remove her mask and it was so unsettling to me and so troubling that you see this person on the stage in the spotlight smiling and and making making all these mimicry movements and and yet you know in in the, in the acting they can't stop like they're actively trying to take off the mask and they look happy on the outside and they they can't take it off and they there was no explanation or or direct symbolism of how this translates into an, any type of specific story but she did such a great job that 
I was I was just trembling watching her, you know, with, with her whole body attempt to remove her face and have the, the biggest smile. And and the, there were there was just such conflict that I can't tell you the whole plot of the whole uh, theatrical event that was this dating show, but it integrated so many, so many themes, and it was so heartwarming, and such an inspiration to watch, um, and I am so deeply grateful for it. And like clockwork, um, when we got out, they had just finished roasting a pig over a spit that they had been cooking for 12 hours and we, they, they had, uh, you know, they had worked on this so long. Also, um, crispy wicks also did lamb, a whole, a whole lamb the previous day. So absolutely don't want to forget that. Um, I don't know the ads for the fellows that did the hog, but, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll put them in the show notes. And, um, but the, the way that this was all kind of choreographed and considered um, that this whole group is leaving and, and they have this, this, uh, this wonderful pig to go back to. And so as everybody's grabbing, grabbing plates kind of in a daze from all the, the emotion of, of the story and everybody's raving about it um, from the theater event. We, we go back, and I, I try to go ahead of everyone so that I can tell um, Mycelia Mage and Sirocco, who were bartending at the time. And Interagami was there, and they, uh, they'd been bartending for, for so many hours at that point. I think they, were, they had been bartending for like seven hours, and their shirts were off because they had already got cocktail all over themselves. And uh, I, I threw on some shoes... And I, uh, I jump back there and I just ask them if they needed any, any help. And they start telling me to fill cups with, with ice. And um, I ended up grabbing some of my own whiskey and tonic and, and uh, gin and vodka and um, serving some of, of whatever I happen to have on hand. And before I knew it, it was six hours later and we're still serving people, talking to people at the bar, having a great time. And... It was so much fun. I, I'm like standing there hugging Sirocco, thanking him so much for, for uh, you know, all, all the work and love he put into serving all of these people for all of these hours, just hours and hours and hours on this final day, um, bartending and, and making sure everybody's having a good time and just being an excellent conversationalist and, uh, you know, mycelium mages, slightly stoic, but constantly funny and punchy um and interagrams professionalism and i like i love these guys they're so amazing so amazing on the final day which was really just the the morning i i missed the close ceremony because after uh, staying up past five i was quite tired and um i went in and, and i ate and i was uh sitting with Taco Bell and a bunch of friends and um, throughout the whole vibe camp Taco Bell had had been giving people piggyback rides and I happened to be six foot three and not the lightest person in the world and she asks to give me a piggyback ride and I'm, I'm a little hesitant and I'm like are, are you hitting on me is this a 
pickup line and everybody's laughing um but i ended up letting her give me a piggyback ride and i'm thinking i'm gonna just climb up there and then everybody's gonna clap i'm gonna get down but no she's she's got me up there she's walking around even though there there are chairs all in the way so huge props to taco bell uh some people have been telling me that uh, the the gender ratio at Vibe Camp was was not perfect, but uh, having a queen like Taco, I think, balanced any other 200 men. That's about it for now. I might have more episodes discussing Vibe Camp. Uh, in the future, we will see. I would like to uh, shout out the names that I can remember. There are a lot of names that I, I can't remember, either through the limitation of my memory. Um, and in a lot of instances, I spent some time with people and um, never actually was able to add them on Twitter or something. So feel free to reach out to me if you were at Vibe Camp, if you knew me, if you had a good time with me. Um, I would love to hear what you can remember, what stories you have. Um, so feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or you can email me at a becoming creature at gmail.com so thank you kipley thank you scott brooke booty touch moonflower eric i love you crispy wicks orb chris dan tristan jessica mycelium mage goblin odds maybe gray fool jeff inju and sean christine deep fates Beast, Jacob, Luli, Ali, Kersey, Duncan, Tall Snail, Elena, Patricia, Morgan, Taco, Snav, Alpaca, Riddle, Shaggy, Exgenesis, Octopus, Sirocco, and there are more than a hundred other names that I could list of people that have touched me. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you. Reach out to me. Chat with me. I'll see you soon.